Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, hi, this is Dan Miller. Hey, I got a question for you. Will success make you happy? We're going to be talking about that and a whole lot more. We got a whole lot of questions today. We got questions from Cyprus, the Netherlands, England, Canada, and a whole lot of other places right here in the U.S. of A., of course. But you got to grab your pen and paper. We got a whole lot of links and resources to give you today as a result of the questions that we're going to be addressing. Hey, our friendly sponsor today is Harry's, Harry's Razors. Now, you hear me talk about that. It's certainly a product that I use myself. You can go to harrys.com, use 48 days as the code, get five bucks off your first inexpensive purchase on the greatest razors you're ever going to experience. Harrys.com, use 48 days as the code. Now, will success make you happy? I've got a quotation that addresses that. Now, that's an interesting question because we've got some definition of words to be dealt with there. So we'll circle back around to that in a little bit. Here's a question that initiated that theme. Somebody says, Dan, I've always been successful, but not happy with my work. Hmm. All right. Hey, here's a question. What about this? Dan, I have a very regretful domestic battery charge on my record. And obviously the question is, how do I deal with that in interviews? Somebody says, I'm a physician endorsed cigarette whisperer. There's an interesting twist on a vocational path. Dan, I'm an ethnic minority physician in a predominantly white area. Do you have any advice on how I can increase the number of referrals I get to my medical practice? Yeah, I do. And somebody says, my biggest obstacle and problem when starting working for myself has been the lack of structure accompanied with loneliness. All important points there. Well, our quotation comes from Albert Schweitzer, who says, success is not the key to happiness. Happiness is the key to success. If you love what you're doing, you will be successful. All right. Now, I'll I'll address that a little bit more when we get to the question, but obviously we do have some interesting definitions of words there that make that either true or false for you. Hey, just a reminder again, again, our sponsor today is harrys.com. That's where I get my razors, shave every morning of the year using a Harry's razor. We had an event here just last week, had a bunch of people here and had somebody uh, making fun of somebody else that he said was promising him a Harry's razor and it never appeared. So I walked in my office, picked up a box because I always keep spares here and presented him with a gift. I wrapped it up in a t-shirt that somebody else had sent, gave him a gift of a new Harry's razor in Tennessee orange. That's the color that I use. So when I gave him, he was thrilled beyond belief, waiting to hear his testimonial as I do from a whole lot of other people as well. All right, let's go to some success stories. This comes from Bruce Van Horn. He says, Dan, I can't believe it's been one and a half years since I was at coaching with excellence in 2000, January, 2014. It seems like yesterday and also like years ago because so much has happened in my life since then. Meeting you and everyone at Coaching with Excellence was the catalyst to many changes in my life. 
Now, I'm going to give you a little more detail here because some of the things that happened to Bruce in the last year and a half are very significant. And if you're looking for a reason why you haven't achieved things, you might be encouraged and inspired by Bruce's story because he had some major obstacles and went ahead and achieved big success anyway. Bruce says, as you recall, I was diagnosed with advanced prostate cancer just two weeks after attending Coaching with Excellence. So I had to delay many of the plans I had for my new coaching practice until I got through the recovery process for that. Recovery was long and hard, but successful. I got back in the game of life with the new vitality I don't think I've ever had. Now, you know, I'm guessing, but I would, I, I should have checked, but I would guess maybe Bruce is 45, 46 years old. So he says, during the summer of 2014, I grew my coaching practice to around seven clients and it's continued to grow. In September, 2014, I started my life is a marathon podcast, which covers life coaching topics to help people in the marathon of life. Uh, This has been perhaps the most rewarding experience of my life. I've had thousands of listeners every day in over 180 countries worldwide. Not a day passes that I don't receive a message from someone about how something I said on one of my shows changed their life or stopped them from taking their life. January 2015, I launched an online group coaching, life coaching community, which currently has 59 members of amazing people with whom I interact online and through Skype calls. They also support and coach each other through the site. In April, much to the surprise of my doctors, I ran the Boston Marathon. Now think about that. He was here in January 2014. Two weeks later, was diagnosed with advanced prostate cancer, went through treatment, healing, positive thinking, got back on his feet, and in April of 2015, ran the Boston Marathon. I just finished writing my latest book, Worry No More, Four Steps to Stop Worrying and Start Living. And it goes on with um, the book officially launches on July 1st. In advance of the 4th of July, around the theme of declare your independence, set yourself free from the bondage of worry. Now, I went in, I went in and already purchased that book, Worry No More, Four Steps to Stop Worrying and Start Living. I know Bruce's story. I'm sure his book is inspirational. I just downloaded it this morning, so I haven't read it yet, but certainly will. Bruce says, much love to you and your family. And that's Bruce Van Horn. You can check him out at BruceVanHorn.com. Just a great story. Congratulations, Bruce, for the overcoming the challenges, major challenges, and yet letting not, those not deter you from the success that you were after. Great story of inspiration. Thanks for sharing. Now, last week I shared a brief note from Deanna, who said that she was an RN, and she listen to my challenge about how you can double your income in six months. If you listen, spend 30 days, 30 minutes a day listening or reading positive information. Well, she said, you know, obviously that doesn't apply to her. She's an RN. Things are pretty predictable as an RN. You aren't going to double your income. Oh, really? And something happened to Anna as she listened to that. And she thought, what could she do? Now, again, it's a little lengthy, but I want to read her story here because it's so significant and it's so inspiring. Deanna says, in September of 2013, I began listening to podcasts, Soon Found Years, Smart Passive Income, Entrepreneur on Fire, among others, which I listen to daily. I also began listening to the audiobooks recommended on those shows. I wanted to do something online, but didn't know where to begin. 
About that same time, I needed to pass a certification exam in case management to keep my then current position as a nurse case manager. So I decided to use that opportunity to model after Pat Flynn's Green Exam Academy and build a website with my study notes. This was my first venture online, so I had no experience, but I was able to create casemanagementstudyguide.com. For about a year, I woke up at 4.45 in the morning so I could work on creating content for my website before working my regular day job as a nurse. After work, I'd make dinner for my children, help get them help them with homework, work some more on my website. I loved the weekends because I was able to spend six to eight hours working on the website. In April of 2014, I passed the exam, but the site was not complete. I continued to work on it daily. I also went to my boss, asked for a raise based on the fact that I was certified and had outstanding performance reviews consistently since I was hired. I was making $58,000 a year as a nurse with 20 plus years experience, well under market value. I was told that the company I worked for did not feel nurses working a desk job from home should be compensated the same as hospital nurses and that I should consider myself lucky to be making the salary I was. So I began networking and I soon obtained a position with another company where I was still able to work from home and where my salary went to $70,000 a year. And here I will also be eligible for two yearly bonuses worth a couple thousand dollars each. Now, check this out. I completed my website in August 2014 and used my notes to write a book, CCM Certification Made Easy, which I published through CreateSpace and began to sell on Amazon in December of 2014. Since then, I've been averaging a little over 4000 a month in sales. The combination of my raise with my new job and my book sales more than doubles my monthly income. Before, I thought the only way to earn more was to work overtime or a second job. I can't tell, begin to tell you how this has changed my life, but I wanted to at least try. My motivation for starting my own business was to change the lives of myself and my children and others. Specifically, I wanted to go to the grocery store without having to worry if I had enough in the checking account to pay for the groceries. I wanted to pay for part of my daughter's college education. I wanted to give to others in my community, specifically families with children with life-threatening illnesses. And finally, take my children, mom and sister and three nephews on an awesome vacation. I can honestly say I've reached my goal. I no longer worry when I'm in the checkout line of the grocery store. I'm on my way to paying off my daughter's college education in one year. I've given to several families to ease the financial burden during their difficult times. And my family just got back from an amazing vacation at the beach. Deanna Gillingham, registered nurse, CCM. Well, Deanna, thank you so much. I can't tell you how excited I was reading through your story here. I mean, what a great example of seeing opportunities where others would just feel trapped by their current circumstances. So congratulations on taking action to release that dream that was right under your nose, which is so often the case. Medanda didn't quit her job and go off and do something totally different. She embraced her background and just saw a way to leverage it took the, the knowledge of what she learned while studying for her case management certification, created a course, and now with the combination of the book and the course, bringing in an extra $2,000, got an, a change jobs, got an increase in pay, and has doubled her income, just like we talked about, while still staying a registered nurse. A great example. Well, let me move on here. Um, Bill Priestley says, hi to everyone. Love to see all the great successes going on lately. Now he's commenting in the 48days.net community. 
I just wanted to chime in with my own success. I've just launched an online class for young people to help them figure out what they want to do with their lives and how to get from where they are to where they want to be professionally. I'm offering three great parenting tips as information over 25 minutes of video, which you can check out at graduatewithsuccess.com. And it's graduatewithsuccess.com. Some 48days.net users contributed to this course. So thank you for the feedback. You really helped make it an incredible course. I also happy to re- I'm also happy to report I got two speaking gigs out of the launch. So having a product to sell that backs up what you say has worked for me so far. Again, a great example, Bill, of using something where you have intellectual expertise, put together an online course with videos, and then from that, position yourself with credibility to get speaking gigs. We're getting paid for that as well. Awesome, 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 awesome. Hey, there's a brand new book out published by by my friends at Morgan James Publishing, but the title captured my attention. I bought the book. I've been in contact with the young author who lives in Hawaii, but the book is Young, Educated, and Broke, An Introduction to America's New Poor. Well, yeah, An Introduction to America's New Poor. Young, Educated, and Broke. Isn't that a great title? Her name is Jamie Borromeo. And she lives in Hawaii. I've been communicating with her. I may have a little clip on here with her because her book addresses that situation that is so, so common where somebody spent a lot of money in a college education and now is flipping hamburgers, can't pay off their student loans. Well, anyway, hey, I also wanted to uh, just inform you, you've heard me talk about College Plus. It's an innovative way to find courses that will count toward your college degree. And we had somebody on here that alerted me to what they had done recently where they got their college degree in less than a year, a full college degree that usually takes four years. But believe me, it doesn't have to. But he got his full college degree in less than a year for less than $10,000 by using my friends over at College Plus. Now, they have, the guys at College Plus just produced a really cool report on the trends in higher education And really, every family considering college should know about that before making a college decision. Now, here's the deal. I got a website for you here. This is one of the places where you need your pen and paper. If you're considering college or know somebody who is, go to collegeplus.org slash Dan. Now, it'll greet you there from me, but it'll give you access to that free report. I mean, the report isn't free, but you can get it free if you go to collegeplus.org slash Dan. And you can get that report that'll help you assess how to get a college degree without ending up in a whole lot of debt. Okay, this comes from Troy. Troy Rudder says, at the 2014 New Media Expo, my eyes were open, and I spoke at that conference, but he says, my eyes were open to the world of audiobook narrating. My first book in November was done the traditional way through auditioning for a posted book through their services. Uh, While it was okay to break the ice, I knew I was going to have to hustle if I wanted this to become a source of passive income. For my second book, I approached the author directly, sent them a step-by-step guide on how to hire one person, me, and it worked. So Troy has his second book up where he did the audio, and it's a business around lifestyle, how to quit the job, how to quit your job and build the life of your dreams on the internet. Hmm, Okay. So Troy did the audiobook on that, but again, put himself out there 
as somebody who could do the audio for a book, certainly a legitimate kind of thing to do. Congratulations, Troy, on making that happen. Nick Pavlidis has a couple notes out there in the community about his new book that he just released. Nick was here as part of my mastermind this last week. We had a little book release party on Saturday, and a lot of people show up for that, congratulating Nick on releasing his book, Confessions of a Terrible Husband, Lessons Learned from a Lumpy Couch. And it is a great book. You can check it out on Amazon or anywhere, Confessions of a Terrible Husband. Very nicely done. Joanna and I were privileged to uh, write the foreword to that little book. Got a note here from Aaron Red Redkay, who says, "Hello, Forty Eight Days Community." Now, and these are these are brought to me. I I, I keep my eyes and ears and what's happening in the Forty Eight Days .net community through Jen McDonough. She is my eyes and ears over there, and you can communicate with her. She does a lot of leading there, a lot of commenting. And she watches everything that goes on and keeps me informed. So she let me know Aaron Redke has this. He says, hello, 48 Days Community. I'm looking for some input on teaching how to sell on Amazon class in my local area. Now listen to this. In the last four months, I built a business selling on Amazon to where I'm now selling around $30,000 a month. In four months, I know the ideal place to do such a thing. Now he goes on. He wants to put together a course on how to sell on Amazon. How many of you would be interested in that? How, how would it change your situation if you learned how to sell $30,000 worth of merchandise a month on Amazon? Now, I, I'm saying very clearly, he's selling around $30,000 a month. I have no idea what his profit margins are. I know what mine I would expect to be if I were doing that, but I'm not sure what he's selling. But just to know how to do that, something you can do right at home, I mean, what a cool thing. So go jump on there and check that out. Again, Aaron Redkay, R-E-D-C-A-Y, is the one that has that course that he's looking to put up, How to Sell on Amazon. And one of the, some of the resources you can check out there at um, 48days.net. Now, got a whole lot of others that we could jump in and go through, but I'm going to stop right there just because of time so we can move into a whole lot of the questions. But if you've got a, a question or you've got a success story you want to share, obviously we'd love to hear it here. Just go to the 48days.com site, click on Ask Dan. You'll see an opportunity there where you can leave your question or your success story. Or you can just shoot it to me directly at 48days, askdan at 48days.com. Again, that address is askdan at 48days.com. All right. Love that little part right there. We'll move on from there. All right. Now, in moving on, we're going to start looking at some of the questions. You know, now next week, next week's podcast is going to be dedicated to what if the negative person in your in your life is your spouse? That was that tough, tough topic that I kind of skirted around a month or so ago when I talked about reducing the time you spend with negative people. And I had a whole lot of people raise their hand and say, what if the negative person in my life most prominently is my spouse? And we heard from a whole lot of people who said my spouse is that negative person you're talking about. And incidentally, I heard from a whole lot of people who said, Ooh, that's me. I'm the negative spouse. What can I do to stop that? Joanna and I are going to be addressing that this next week in its entirety. That's going to be our theme. How do you deal with 
a negative person in your life if that person is the one you sleep with at night. You know, I was looking for songs to go with that, and I'll, I'll have to tell you, I wasn't very successful in finding a theme song to go along with that. There's a whole lot of songs that are really harsh. My gosh, I mean, with the lyrics that I wouldn't even play on this podcast about having a spouse that's nagging or something and what they're going to do uh, when that spouse falls asleep tonight. So I'm not going to play that. Uh, uh, but I'm always looking for songs that can kind of uh, help just set, get the mindset for what we're going to talk about. Now, we just talked about We Are the Champions. We talked about all those success stories. So we're going to switch gears here a little bit. I'm going to bring up the old clip from Hee Haw, if you remember this. No, it's really not that bad, but it, we're going to switch gears and go to the more challenging questions that people have submitted where we need to answer. And we've really got some challenging ones. So I'm eager to get into these. We'll plow through whatever we have time for today. This comes from Susan. And Susan is in Ultrek. That's not right. It's not Ultrek. It's Utrecht. Utrecht. Anyway, it's the capital of Netherlands, the Netherlands. So across the ocean there, Susan says, Dan, I've listened to your podcast every week and they always leave me feeling inspired. But my question is to do what? My situation is that I'm a stay-at-home mom of four school-aged children. I have a five-hour block of time every day, which I would like to fill with meaningful and profitable work. I have a few obstacles that have caused me to chicken out even before applying for work. Namely, I live in Europe and don't speak the local language yet. I was homeschooled rather poorly and have no high school diploma or post-secondary education. And it's been 10 years since I last held a paying job. So this list overwhelms me, and so I do nothing. When I was working, it was in customer service sales. I was good at it. I like people, hospitality, cooking, problem solving, except this one. Hope you can help. Well, Susan, thanks for your question. It's certainly a common one. You're a stay-at-home mom. You have five hours that are free. Now, what that means is it'd be pretty hard to take a traditional job where you're going to work eight hours a day. So if you have five hours, that doesn't really give you time for a traditional job. So does that mean there's no options? Absolutely not. You know, just this morning I was listening to Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income podcast. He interviewed Susan Peterson, who her, her site is freshlypicked.com, freshly picked. Now, Susan started making baby moccasins in 2009 after she was frustrated by the lack of well-designed baby shoes. So using her second child, who is pretty hefty, as she describes, as a moccasin tester, she began experimenting with designs. So she was working at her kitchen table on a shoestring budget. She persisted through several attempts until she had created a pair of moccasins and not only looked adorable on Gus's chubby little feet, but stayed on his feet as well. Now, you know that, you know, baby's feet are pretty rounded at the edges and it's hard to get shoes to stay on. So she was able to do that. Now, she talks about how she got started, but she started, she started by collecting aluminum on construction sites and turning it in, recycling it until she got $200 from that. And with that, she started her business. 
And now she's doing multiple millions of dollars a year selling moccasins on her site, Freshly Picked. Now, that's the kind of thing you have to believe is possible for you as well, Susan. What I'd like for you to do is make a list of 30 to 40 things you can do, not where you could go get a job. I mean, that just doesn't sound like that's a good option for you at all. But look at the kind of things that you could do on your own. You know, you're in Europe, doesn't matter. Make a list of 30 to 40 things you can do in a 30-day period of time so you keep it confined. Then narrow down to four or five ideas that fit you with what you know about yourself. Do a little bit more research, pick one, and go. Now, all that process can be done in 48 days. Obviously, I want you to confine it to 48 days so you don't get stuck in just thinking about it, but that you really create a plan starting now or right here at the end of June 2015, starting now so you'll be ready to go so you can move right through to an idea that's going to give you meaningful work and income. Now, to help you along, I already sent you a copy of my 48 low or no cost business ideas. Those are all real things. Most of those I've done myself, and certainly the others I've, I know people personally who've done those. Those are all real ideas, and a whole lot of people have taken something out of there and developed it for themselves, which you're certainly welcome to do, or at least to get your thinking stimulated. So you start recognizing the ideas that are all around you. We already have had stories today about people who recognize, wow, I studied for a course. What if I made notes for other people who are going to take the same exam? What if I just made it a little easy for they made a study guide and Deanna, the nurse was talking about now she's generating over $4,000 a month by selling the course in the book that helps other people prepare for a particular certification exam that nurses take. Wow. You know, maybe there's something like that. Well, anyway, I hope that helps you get started. The 48 lower, no cost business ideas uh, and keep us informed. I want to hear from you. And again, 90 days from now, letting us know what it is that you're doing, Susan. So thanks for your note. Now, this comes from Rick, who says it's not his real name, but he doesn't want to use it, and that's okay. Hi, Dan. I've always been successful in my career, although not happy with the work, but rather simply content with my success. Now, this is, I want to stop there just for a second. I've always been successful in my career, though not happy with the work, but rather simply content with my success. There's a whole lot of words in there we could stop on, park there, and try to do a definition Frankly, I'm not sure that I could consider myself successful in my career if I didn't enjoy my work, just because of the way that I define success. To me, success is not just making money. Success is, in fact, enjoying what I'm doing. In success, the definition that I use is the progressive realization of worthwhile goals. And with that definition, I could not be successful if I was not doing work that I thoroughly enjoyed. We're going to work through this. Again, Rick says, I've been successful in my career. I suppose that means that it's providing reasonable income for you. And I congratulate you on that. Although not happy with the work, but rather simply content with my success. After a very tumultuous year, I find myself searching for a new vocation. My problem lies in the fact that unlike my most recent job search, I now have a very regretful domestic battery charge on my record. This was a horrible mistake, which happened in the heat of the moment after I discovered my wife was having an affair. What tips or words of encouragement can you provide when searching for a new position? 
I disclose this event on every application. And if it comes up, I'm 100% honest about it. Other than that, what do you recommend that I do? Thank you for your help and time. Okay, I've got, I've got several things, Rick, that I think that can help you. For one thing, if you're filling out applications for new jobs, you're not following the strategy that I lay out in 48 Days to the Work You Love. Because in that, I want you to be taking the initiative. So you're contacting companies in advance. And for the most part, that bypasses the process of filling out applications where you take the initiative in contacting companies where there would be a potential match with what you bring to the table and where you'd like to be involved with them. So you bypass that tedious process of just filling in the blanks. Now, another thing, now, now this is a little tricky because domestic violence I, I can be classified as either a felony or a misdemeanor, depending on the seriousness of the incident. So I'm not sure which it is that you have. It's a little more challenging if it was, in fact, a felony, if it was a misdemeanor. And a lot of times that doesn't come up. But what you want to do in making these, uh, making your um, contacts is not lead with that. Don't lead with the fact, I mean, you don't show up and say, hey, my name's Rick and I'm an alcoholic. You know, I've got this. No, you, you focus on the value you bring to the table. Make them want you as part of the team. You know, have those interviews where you, they really get excited about having you there. They really want you. Now you've got that little bump in the road that needs to be handled. But here's the deal. Very few companies actually do background checks that would show your domestic battery charge. Very few companies are ever going to do that. That doesn't mean that you need to be deceitful or misrepresented at all, but lead with the positive, stay positive, and chances are that's never going to come up. That's what I would suggest. Take the initiative on what it is you're doing in the job search so you bypass that goofy process of filling out the little blanks on their application form. You know, high-level positions usually don't have that kind of an application form. They're going to start with your resume, your contact interviews and move right through that. And again, that is not likely to come up. You know, we work, Joanne and I work with a lot of people who have come out of prison who do have felonies on their record, but it's surprising how many opportunities there are for those people. If they take the initiative in looking for work. Now, if you're going to work for a bank, you know, or the government, obviously you're going to go through, those are going to be red flags there. But think about how many companies out here have, you know, 15, 20 employees. They're looking for people that can bring value. They're looking for people with great personalities and they're going to overlook a whole lot of those things. I mean, I'm constantly amazed at the people who are hire readily people that they know have a prison record. If in fact that person has a kind of personality they're looking for and proven skills to help them accomplish what they need to accomplish. Well, hey, take a deep breath there. We're going to keep on moving through here. But just a reminder, you're listening to 48 Days Online Radio Show. I'm Dan Miller, your host. If you've got a question, you got a success story or a question you'd like for us to address here, go to the 48days.com site. Click on the Ask Dan link. You'll see a little red starburst open up there where you can submit your question or success story. Or you can also just shoot a question directly to me at askdan at 48days.com. Incidentally, you know, when we talk about how do you get past the things that are holding you back? I mean, Rick talked about he's got a domestic violence, domestic battery charge on his record. You know, how do you get past the things that are holding you back? You know, everybody has something that they think is holding them back. 
if it's, you know, I'm too young, I'm too old, I'm too smart, not smart enough. I've got the wrong degree, no degree. I mean, I, I talk to people like that every day who think there's something that's holding them back. Keep in mind, we got that amazing event coming up, up in Ohio in August called Escaping Shawshank. If you've not checked that out yet, go to escapingshawshank.com. Got a marvelous little trailer there that's going to challenge your thinking and show you some of the things we're going to be walking people through to get them past those perceived obstacles and into the kind of success stories that we all dream about. Now, this comes from Rocky. Pretty interesting, kind of unique coaching application here. He says, I'm hoping to introduce my services directly for those rare times you come across someone who smokes. They wish they didn't and they just feel stuck. (laughs) So, So that's what Rocky does. Rocky Rosen, he is known as the cigarette whisperer. I'm a personal stop smoking trainer who can help anyone get smoke free in just a matter of days without tricks, gimmicks, drugs, hypnosis, nicotine replacements, e-cigs, or any other BS. And he says, if you just go to Google, he's going to be number one under stop smoking trainer. I'm a physician endorsed trainer and enjoy a high success rate. Uh, References are available. He's got some YouTube uh, videos with uh, testimonials on there. How cool is that? Uh, That's a very cool application. You know, people a lot of times ask me, you know, Dan, can I be a coach to help people with their gardening or landscaping or with their diabetes and we orbit their parenting or with their marriage? And we go on and on and on. And my answer is always, you know, yeah, but primarily it's, are people already coming to you asking for your advice and opinion about those areas? If you've already established your credibility in those areas, absolutely. You can position yourself as a coach and get paid for doing that, no matter how odd or strange uh, the, your coaching expertise tends to be. You know, if you've got something that's really strange, I'd love to hear about it. Uh, I'm constantly amazed at the things that I hear that are new coaching specialties. And when we have our Coaching with Excellence event here, I'm always amazed by people in the room with the unique things that they're going to pursue in their coaching business. So incidentally, if you've got an area and you want to you develop it and you really want to position yourself as a coach, Check out our Coaching with Excellence. Join us in September. September, let's see, it's September 3rd and 4th. That's going to be the last one this year. I think it's about three-fourths filled up already, but if you'd like to join us for that, we'd love to see you here for Coaching with Excellence. And you can just go to, well, go to go to 48days.com and just click on the live events. That's the easiest way to get there. I could give you the URL, but again, it gets a little long if you're listening. So If you're listening, driving in your car, whatever, listening to this, just go to 48days.com, click on live events, and you'll see Coaching with Excellence. Now, this comes from Bucky, who's in Alberta, Canada. It says, do you have any advice on how I can increase the number of referrals I get to my medical practice? I'm one of a number of physicians in the same specialty in our city. I've been here for about five and a half years, and I've had some bad experiences along the way. I know these have dented my reputation, as people like to talk. I've learned a lot from them and believe they've made me better, but I don't have any way of getting this message across to the referring doctors. I'm considering sending letters advertising my services as well as an interesting article to selected doctors. I'm from an ethnic minority in a predominantly white area, which doesn't help, but that can't be changed. Thanks for your help, Bucky. Well, thanks for your note. Uh, Yeah, I, I think that it's easier now than ever 
to position yourself as the go-to person in a particular area of expertise. Now, one of those things is to become known as the expert in something. And you know, now you don't allude to what your area of specialty is as a physician here, but yeah, we know that in medical practice, if you're a generalist, you're kind of at the bottom of the ladder. If you are a heart specialist, boom, people know what to expect from you. If you're ear, nose, and throat guy, people know what to expect of you. I've got a guy in my mastermind who's a physician from Canada, incidentally, and he is a pain specialist. His specialty is helping people regrow nerve endings where there have been like amputations or organs removed. Now, that's really, really a defined niche. I agree, and I love it. And incidentally... And I haven't revealed you a whole lot of details there, but in his medical practice, because he's so specialized on what he does, I mean, he really likes to work with people who have had a kidney removed or both, but that that's the kind of thing that he deals with. But he's currently doing a little more than a hundred thousand dollars a month in his practice. His stated goal in being part of my mastermind is to get that to where he's doing over a million dollars a month in his clinic. Now, that's a pretty aggressive goal. Those are the kind of things that we address when we get together with people who think big. I mean, we talk about 10X. You've heard me talk about that. If you come to one of my events here, I expect you to get a 10 times return. But just think about it. You know, could you even imagine being in a position where you're 10 times, making 10 times the money? Let's just, we'll just go with that as a quantifiable factor. 10 times the money. So that means, could you imagine making in one month what you're currently making annually. I mean, does that just blow your mind? Does that go past your upper limit that you have set for yourself? Do you think you deserve that much? I mean, those are all things that we deal with as well. But think about that. Could you go to 10 times what you're doing now? Well, back to Bucky's question. Yeah, I think if you become known as an expert and then let people know, and like you're talking about, You want to get testimonials. You want to have video testimonials from people that you've worked with and helped on your site. And you want to be taking the initiative like you're talking about. Sending letters out to other doctors in your area, letting them know your area of specialty along with those testimonials is a great way. Do that consistently. Don't just do it once. Do it consistently. And I think that's one of the most effective ways of really building up. Now, the biggest thing you want are testimonials and referrals from people that you've worked with. I mean, a lot of people who understand sales, I mean, there, there's um, Joe Stump is a guy who is very successful in real estate training, and he trademarked the term by referral only. But Joe says that once you sell three houses, you should never have to go out and prospect again like most real estate agents do week after week after week. He says, if you do handle effectively asking for referrals, you should never have to go out and look for a new customer again. Now that's kind of the extreme of what we look for in any profession. Yeah. Ask for referrals. Those referrals ought to come from people that you've already helped be successful. All right. I'm going to scramble on here. Mark says, what are some good sources for ways to test market a product or service. I've heard you talk about the test marketing you did for your auto detailing business in Kentucky, but I've heard from others that test marketing can get complex. The biggest problem is I or anyone else probably has his original ideas on the, the how to of test marketing. Are there any good resources out there to learn from? Now I, I have no idea what it is that you're 
trying to test the product or service you have marks and, and it's going to vary dramatically, but I do testing no matter what it is. If I'm going to start a business like an auto accessories business, you better believe it. I'm going to go to potential customers. I went to the new car dealers when I started that business and talked to them, ask them before I ever started the business, if they would be customers, if I went ahead with that. When we do books, we have focus groups. Now my book material, I try that out. I test that by doing blogs and running things out in the podcast. So I get tons of feedback on any idea that I may pursue in a book before it ever goes into a manuscript to be published. I mean, most of the content and books that I've written, you can find in archives of blogs and podcasts on my site already existing. So it's not even new because I've tested it so much that I know the market is saying we want this. So yeah, by all means do that. Now, Patrick John Nolan sent a link to me. It's a, it was an article and a, the, the title of the article was in the future employees won't exist. Now I want to have just a call out, a shout out, a thank you to Patrick for sending me the link. It was a great article and it talks about the fact that, well, well here's an example. Consider Uber. Now, are you familiar with that? You know, the ride share kind of concept. I mean, Joanna and I use Uber anywhere we go with it. They're available because they're really nice cars. They tend to be the black limos or SUVs with guys who are very respectful because they're running their own business. So it's very unlike what you typically encounter in a taxi cab. So Uber, but Uber has over 160,000 independent contractors. They have just 2000 employees. That's an astonishing ratio of 20 to one. Now that's not the only place we're finding independent contractors rather than employees. And that's what the article addresses employees, numbers are diminishing. It's not because unemployment's going up. It's because the work models are changing. Even like with Microsoft, they have nearly two thirds as many contractors as they do full-time employees. It's just an effective business model. I think it's a very healthy direction that we're going. It gives a lot of control and flexibility to people to be doing independent contracting work. Yeah. Are there some challenges with that? Like Healthcare, yeah, but those aren't insurmountable. I mean, more and more, our whole economy is moving toward that. So it's not a big deal to handle that on your own. But we're moving toward the time when only 50% of our workforce is going to be employees. The rest are going to be all these new things. So I think it's a very positive future of the workplace that we're looking at. Again, Patrick, thanks for the link on the article. Now, this comes from Stelios in Cyprus who says, my biggest obstacle and problem when started working for myself has been the lack of structure accompanied with loneliness. Now think about that. That's a, that's a great sentence. And I know that's true for a whole lot of you. That's a really common malady. And Stelio says, my biggest obstacle and problem when, when I started working for myself has been the lack of structure accompanied with loneliness. Lack of structure in my working creates procrastination, which is an issue I haven't yet managed to deal with. Anybody share the same struggles? Are there solutions to the above issues that I'm not aware of? Well, I'll give you a solution. I'll give you my solution. Obviously, I work by myself. I don't have a boss looking over my shoulder. I don't have a time clock to check in or out. I just work when I want to, doing what I want to do. So does that lead to procrastination and not producing anything? No, not at all. I mean, I have a pretty heavy schedule of things that I produce. I put in a lot of time 
because I love the projects that I'm working with and the people that I get to relate to and the kind of events that I get to be a part of. So of course that has to be true. It has to be work that you really love doing so that it doesn't seem like you're just cranking out the hours and waiting for a time to quit. But what I do to deal with any challenge of procrastination is I have a very clear schedule for myself. When I have a very clear daily schedule, I know exactly what I'm going to be doing on Monday morning between nine and 1130, what I'm going to be doing on Tuesday afternoon, what I'm going to be doing on you know Thursday at one o'clock. I mean, all those things are laid out in advance. I mean, I could open up, we're talking here, this is June of 2015. I could open up my schedule for October of 2016 and tell you exactly what I'm going to be doing at eight o'clock on Tuesday morning in any given week there. I mean, it's that clear. Now, what that means is I have specific tasks that I've scheduled for myself to be doing in those times. That's why I'm consistent with blogs, the groups that I'm involved in consistent with the podcast every single week. I know when I'm going to be coaching. I mean, I do coaching on Tuesdays, any coaching appointments that I have are on Tuesdays, Wednesday afternoons, or when I do interviews, I mean, all those kind of things are laid out. And that's what you've got to do when you're self-employed. You've got to be intentional about the use of your time. You cannot, it would be disastrous to get, just get up and kind of do the squeaky wheel thing. Well, gee, what is it? today that is the squeakiest wheel that I'm going to have to address that you don't want to do. You want to decide in advance. I mean, this is just like Dave Ramsey does with money. You know, we've got 168 hours. You decide in advance how you're going to invest those hours. I mean, that's what you've got to do. Um, let me squeeze in one more here. Okay. This comes from Mike Finneman who says, um, I met you and your awesome wife in Orlando this year at the launch conference. I remember well talking to Mike and uh, he says he refers to one of the questions I had last week about a young man who has Asperger's, but wanted to start a lawn and garden equipment business. And I talked through how he could do that without having to go get a bank loan and so on and so forth. Now this comes from Mike. And he says, this is my story. I was going to have an investor. I wrote a business plan for an investor, but that never materialized. So I built a Facebook page with my business name and without a website, driving an old truck that makes Dan's garden art truck look new, I began. I called several of my contacts who offered me several pieces that I could sell on consignment. Now, Mike is dealing with heavy equipment, you know, tractors, cranes, graders, those kind of things. He started with no money and he had people offering pieces that he could sell on consignment. I took pictures of several machines, posted them on Facebook, hit the phones. Within three days, I sold my first piece, earning a really great commission. I have several new deals working at the end of the first week. That's the kind of story that I love to hear. Start with nothing, be creative, and develop the business that you want to have. All right. Hey, we're going to wrap up with that. Hey, thanks for being part of this amazing community where we share ideas. You know, the brain power that we have in this community is pretty awesome. And when we share resources, link arms with ideas and things that have helped us, everybody's success goes up. We're seeing that love hearing the stories. Remember again, our quotation for today, success is not the key to happiness. Happiness is the key to success. If you love what you're doing, you will be successful. Stuck in the J-O-B. Can
Take your home 